One of the things that I want to get out of the way first, we had, we didn't talk about this on the previous recording. I think this is installment number four. Is that right? I've lost count. Yeah, but I think only one of them's been published, so we got a little backlog. No, we've got two published. Oh, really? Well, I need to you need to link me so I can link the followers. Did they link you, man? That's that's a miss. Okay, I don't. I'll, I checked we'll... your Twitter. I don't know. Last night I spammed um, Drewby and Pat Mayo on Twitter. Like they were talking about their podcast, so I just like replied and put a link to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Drewby was like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna listen to at least seven hours of Pat Mayo over the next seven days." Ha ha. And I was like, "Or you could listen to ten hours of Zach and Sean." But, We'll see what happens. Yeah, where's where's the where's the quality at? It's it's to be determined. Yeah, so this is I think installment four, and we we I don't think yesterday we we did a good job of of reviewing your your breakfast. And now it's time for the segment. What's Sean eating? What are you What are you eating right now? John, man, I'm in a nice groove with uh, the same thing every day here. It's uh, oatmeal with pomegranates, like like a fresh pomegranate seeds all mixed into it, and um, fresh cold pressed coconut oil and cinnamon, uh, Sri Lanka Ceylon cinnamon, uh, like the actual stick broken up with my actual fingers into the hot water, um, a little bit of sea salt. And raw honey, drizzled, um, how would you say, not vigorously, but drizzled uh, generously on top. Generously. Yeah. Generous, a generous drizzle, yeah. I think yeah, if, I mean, it's like a, if I'm, a block. If, if I'm rating my, my, my drizzle quantities, I think generous is definitely on, on the higher end. It's a good layer. Go it's a good layer on top of the honey, I'll admit. Like how many different ways do you think you could drizzle honey? I think generously is, is one way. What about uh, judiciously? Is that a, another possibility? There's infinite ways. Um, okay. Vigorously was mentioned. That. Gently. Um, smoothly is a nice one. <laughs> I've got uh, some more questions about what you just uh, mentioned there. You you said you are having uh, pomegranates. Do you do you consume an entire pomegranate when you eat breakfast? Oh yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do with the rest of it? Uh, usually, when I when I eat pomegranates, I I or I, I, I um I'll pull all all the seeds out and and save some for maybe tomorrow. They last mm. a couple of days in the fridge. I don't have a refrigerator, so... Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Do you have access to a refrigerator, and, and you don't? So well, that's, I have, that's I've got access, like, but I just I choose to not use one. I have no use for a refrigerator. I would put milk in it, um, get really nice, fresh cow's milk here in India in the morning from the villagers, but uh, I just go to the tea shop and get them to pour me a glass of milk, and I get my fix that way. It's not really worth having the whole fridge just for like one glass of milk it's kind of silly that makes a lot of sense what do you put in your fridge <coughs> everything what's in my fridge yeah i mean what are your general like 
that my somebody said this the other day. They were like, like as soon as I get a fridge, like how did you put it? It's like, oh, when I don't have a fridge, like I don't really miss it at all. But then as soon as I get a fridge, like I just fill it up with like all kinds of stuff, like just tons of stuff. It's just like, oh my god, everything goes in the fridge now. Like, what are you working well, with? I kind of feel like, yeah, I actually alluded to this on a on our smart basketball podcast uh, maybe last week, and talking about uh, foul trouble. And and you'll have to just follow me here on this. So if you can imagine that that the uh, sort of the human emotion that that leads coaches to pull players from from games when they're in foul trouble, like let's say a guy's got three fouls and in the first half of an NBA game, he's going to sit or three fouls. Now let's just start with NBA example. There are three fouls. He's going to sit. The human emotion that's, that's in play there is the, uh, it's the irrational, uh, fear of, of, of not having enough options. And I think that sort of ties into the concept of having a refrigerator. What I'll do is I will just put stuff into the refrigerator and, there's like maybe a 10% chance I'll actually ever eat that thing, like like leftovers or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things in my fridge that I, that I throw out because I'm a I'm a horrible American. I mean, I really don't like that about myself, but that's that's kind of where I'm at, and I, I just throw a lot of things away. But I'll just put stuff in the fridge thinking I could, you know, maybe I'll eat it, right? And I think to your point, that's what we're getting at here is the refrigerator has sort of you know, impregnated the the uh, this 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 whole thought concept of of keeping things that you don't even need. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the general state of consciousness in the world right now. Is um what the Hindu scriptures, which I don't know much about, would refer to as like Vishnu consciousness, which is like the state of preservation and holding on to. It's like. Everything we've got, like, we got to keep it. we got to keep it from getting destroyed. And the reality is it's all going to get destroyed. Um, and it does anyway, even though you put it into your fridge. Uh, you probably microwave the stuff after you take it out, too, which is like, I mean, you just destroy it, and then you put it in your body so you can well, shit it out later. So um, you're you're making assumptions. I actually rarely use the microwave. I actually We, we didn't own a microwave <laughs> for, for several years, and then we had a... A child, and that that sort of made us feel like we had to have a microwave to heat up things. And I, I love the logic. I, re- I rarely there. It's use like, one. It's like the microwave's not safe for us, like full-grown adults. But now that we have a small baby, let's radiate them. I'm not saying that's your lie. <laughs> Is it a safety thing? I mean, do we really know? I mean, it's it's difficult to know what what well, the safety. I, I guess the I whatever. I firmly believe like. Being an electrical engineer, that you shouldn't eat radiated food, but I'm not. I mean, there's a debate on that, but I think something that's not debated is that the food is stripped of all nutrition when you microwave it. And I mean, all, okay, I can hear Ed already going, define all. Like, what is the meaning of the word is? Like, but, okay, the, the, becomes like dramatically more nutritionally devoid when you microwave something. It just destroys, uh, any of the like subtlety to the food yeah. and you're just digesting like stuff that doesn't nourish you. It satisfies For our your listeners. hunger. 
satisfies your hunger. But for our listeners, Ed is is our uh, one of our frequent contributors to the Smart Basketball Podcast. Um, real quick, is you know we're talking here on a Thursday, which is extremely rare, given that we usually talk on Mondays in preparation for for the upcoming golf week and we're we're you know we're doing podcasts for the upcoming masters which is now uh, seven just seven days away um we're talking about the valero open that that took place today um this has to have some impact on your what you're going to do for the for your masters lineups i would think right uh, hopefully not I mean, it's one tournament. Like I, I touched on the other day. Um, there's some curious. There's a couple of guys who, if they were to flash the form now, it would, um, it would affect their overall Masters outlook. But I don't think anyone that was going to go from like not a play to a play for me. The the key guy there is Jordan Spieth. Where well, it's that's like where I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. But so I mean, it will change. For a lot, of, if Jordan Spieth does well this week, a lot of people will get really excited about it. But it's irrelevant to me because he'll become so overowned that he's still not a play. Like even if he does do good this week, so he's yeah already pretty well not relevant uh, to my fantasy handicapping. And it's interesting. This is his best round that he's played in what six months. No, he's had some good rounds. I mean, he's had a quite a few tournaments he'll pop really? up there like he's been in the top five like going into the weekend a few times and stuff it he'll pop in there but he's never yeah hadn't really he's had good rounds i mean the guy's not yeah he's been along playing these lines i also noticed uh ricky fowler uh he uh acquired some new shafts for his irons for this <laughs> event your yeah. your thoughts I just uh, Richard. I call him Richard Fowler. Richard Fowler. Dick Fowler. Dick Fowler. Dicker. Dicker. Dick. Got new shafts. Dicky Fowler. Yeah, I don't. I mean, what? Uh, all the golfers have access to the same equipment. It doesn't really matter if it. I mean, it just really doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Like it's it's kind of a fucking joke. I mean. <laughs> How do you know? What do you mean? How do you know? I'm I'm just confused at how you can just blatantly say it doesn't matter. It's just something to write about. They literally they all have access to the same equipment. They're all tinkering with it or not or how you know have their set in their ways. I mean, there's some notion that it could take a guy some getting used to. Like they will kind of they play year round pretty much. So guys will kind of like take a period to like play into some new equipment. And other guys, it's like this. I mean, it's a bullshit story where you can just be like, oh, he switched his driver and he found it again. Like, now he's, like, a whole new man. And, like, yeah, there's some mental games that go on there, but, like, all the equipment's the same. Especially now that Nike's out of the game. I think I think when Nike was around, that their equipment actually sucked. <laughs> but um, for a while, I they got it straight a little bit. But there was a time where I think you were disadvantaged if you were beheld to Nike equipment. Yeah, golf equipment would be a fun topic to cover maybe in like uh, November when the season's over with. But I'm I'm trying to understand Jordan Spieth's, and I, I was hoping that DataGolf.ca would would have some some insight as to Jordan Spieth's best best round. 
Yeah, go to the um, go to. And I'm just not finding it. No, you, mean, you need to go to page here. you need to go to True Strokes Gained Interactive True Strokes drop down gained. True Strokes Gained, and for whatever reason, in there they list the round by round. You have to click like a little switch button that says like Show All Data Points, and it'll go from tournament level to round level. Are you on his player profile here? Are the player projections? What, what are we looking at here? So there's a drop-down menu at the top. It says something like interactive, something or other. And then there's like strokes gained sub-menu. And then that pops out to show you like mm. live strokes gained or interact. Or you want true strokes gained. It's, it's as simple yeah, as that. Yeah, I'm looking at his. I mean, this is a, a really exciting sort of play-by-play -play that you're giving me for our listeners here of, of you telling me how to use the Internet. And I'm just going to have to move on here. Um, I just I wish you would just click on the true strokes gain tab and there is no true strokes gain tab. Okay, there it is. I see it. Thank you. Search players. Okay, so I can search for speed. I would do that. Yeah. Submit query. Boom. And then there there's a little is. tab. Okay, there's a button a, on the uh, right, upper right yeah, corner. Yeah. Show all data points. Yeah, and then you'll be able to see his rounds like displayed. Doesn't have today's round in, in, in effect here, but he. Uh... It's asking a lot, honestly, but go ahead. Apparently, he's he gained six strokes in a round two months ago. Yeah, and if you hover, it'll tell you which round. Yeah, the, the Genesis Open, which I don't remember that tournament at all. I, I do. You do? Okay. Yes. It's my favorite, my favorite, top two and a half favorite courses. I remember him doing well, too. Yeah, he jumped out there on that else? one. Who? Spieth, he jumped out there in that one, and then he didn't really do anything. Mm. Okay, so this round today wasn't really a big deal, and this is just a blip. He shot I mean, well. Basically, he's basically, he's basically uh, on par with, say, J Ted Potter Jr., no, I mean, he, no, he's, Ted Potter's got much worse stats. Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting, like, from a fan standpoint, but what I, my whole thing is it just doesn't matter um, fantasy-wise because he's either going to do bad this week and he'll continue to suck and not be a play, or he'll do good and a lot of people will flock to him based on one good tournament and he'll be over-owned and still not a good play. So either way, he's not getting played. It's just it's a simple simple analysis there. I, I'd be it'd be it, fun very... to watch if he is like playing good at the Masters. That would be fun to watch as a fan, but it, it has zero impact on DFS for me. Would it really? Would you really be excited as a fan to watch Jordan Spieth do well at the Masters? Does that actually excite you? Um, at this point, it would be exciting from the standpoint of, like, if he were to do well at the Masters, I would get to root for... And this is terrible, but I would get to root for him to, like, blow it again, because for whatever... That's what I was hoping for, yeah. Yeah, because right now he just sucks, and it's like, if he just misses the cut, like, eh. But if somehow... I, honestly, like, one of my favorite moments in my golf-watching career was not the actual moment, but afterwards when people made the meme with Jordan Spieth hitting a crying Jordan head into the water on that par three to like blow the masters a few years ago. That was just, I'm just still in awe of that. Like I laughed so hard 
it, it, the image of Jordan's head going through the air and splashing into the water that they put on the video there. I mean, that was just, wow. I think people stopped making Crying Jordans after that pretty much. It, it died off pretty quick because that was the peak. What year? That was like, what, three years ago? Fuck, man, it was a while ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it was maybe three years ago, but it might have been five. Not five. Could have been two. Um, what else are we looking at here? Um, I think we covered all of the, the Masters field, um, already. And I wanted to talk more about Spieth, and we just did that, so that's, that's a positive. Doing things right here. Um, ben, Benny, uh, shot three under the day, so he's... He's definitely uh, within striking distance, playing well today. He's such a fucking hero. God. He is. Um, and the, oh, Sorry, I wanted to also talk about today, uh, after today's results. So Luke List, who um, apparently, did you know he was also a, maybe a, a tout favorite this week? Did you hear about that? No. Peter Jennings, our... Uh, Colleague, my personal favorite Colorado resident who plays daily fantasy sports. He um, he 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 tweeted today about how Luke List was a letdown, and that's that's kind of his uh, his typical Thursday for him, and uh, which incline which sort of um, insinuates that that he was heavy on Luke List, as were were I, based off of your recommendations. Drewby also Does that worry you? I think was No, I mean it's a Luke List was kind of an obvious play this week. He's I mean this week all the all the good stats plays got kind of gobbled up. Um I feel like I touched on this before, but it was just a matter of it's a field where there's a lot less names. So people did more research and like instead of using their own judgment and there's just less to pick from, so people really piled on the guys that did clearly have something going for them. And list, yeah, I mean, I think list should have been a thousand bucks more. And so, so did you just say that people did more research this week? Yeah, rather than just being like, I mean, for the Masters, you almost don't even have to do research. You can just kind of look at the names and be like, oh, I'm gonna pick Sergio and Kucher and Tiger and Phil, and like. Fire okay. one in there. This week, I mean, you look, you got Ricky Fowler, Tony Finau, Matt Kuchar, and then it's like you got to really kind of look at some stats to, if you're going to pick from the rest of the guys, you know. Have I don't you seen, have to, but. Have you seen this the, the Valero open ownership by any chance? Uh, I saw one tweet. I saw Benny came down to like 17. He was projected more like 22, 25. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I really felt like he was like chalk, whereas the actual chalk was on Kokrick. I knew Kokrick was number one chalk. By a mile? I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah. He's been playing really good lately, though. He has. But then the other uh, the other interesting uh, chalk was, was Finau. You were... You were kind of joking about how Finau wasn't wasn't playing well lately. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Did I say that? 
I don't know. I might have just listened to another podcast and and put your yeah, words on it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been like number two in the field lately, but he's he's a guy people love. He shot terrible today, and his uh, was only even. So he actually, um, if you're a round two person, then you're not gonna you're not gonna hear this in time because I'm not gonna publish this tonight. But uh, if you're playing round two contests, he might be a good play. Definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. I, um, I was kind of we came to, we we talked about this yesterday or, or or sometime this week about how maybe PGA daily fantasy was uh, you know reached its saturation point. You've been dabbling in it for the better part of what is it four four years now? More probably. Yeah, I mean that's an eternity. I mean you've been alive for. What, 33 years? 31. 31. 30, dude, you're 31. Okay, so you've been doing it for four years. That's basically 12% of your life Yeah, has been dedicated to to daily fantasy golf. And do you feel like that the the, the market, the industry has, has become too much? I think we hit that point with, say, baseball maybe like three or four years ago where the edge kind of evaporated. No, I mean, there was that tidbit you read from the sporting news the other day that, I mean, stuff like that is still out there. We were talking about this in the chat. I mean, guys are still like all information is out there and guys are still writing articles about how so-and-so has found their putter the last couple weeks and stuff like that. And it's like, no, as long as that's out there. And I think there's also like, popularity gap where there are like 30 or less golfers that people actually know and yeah no i don't see it as saturated i i don't i i see it's tightened up but people still make a lot of mistakes um i mean i'm just worried when i see peter jennings tweeting about luke list i feel like that was like a secret that, that we were, like, the only Luke List. No, Luke List has been, like, a fan favorite because he bombs it. So the guys that bomb the ball always get, like, a few extra percent. Um, it's a smart play here. But, no, I think Luke List stood out for most people. Like I said, this week, this is, I mean, the fact that Hideki Matsuyama is not 40% owned next week, maybe he will be, maybe he will be. Then we can talk about it again. Yeah, but that's the, that's the kind happens, of stuff it's... that, like, Matsuyama is so clearly like hovering right around top five in the world. And I mean, even Vegas has enlisted like 20th in the odds or something. Okay. So when we come back, uh, I'm going to take a quick break here for some, um, uh, some advertising. This is the same advertising they've been running all week. And when we come back, we'll talk about some, um, potentially exciting topics. Hello friends. Do you like golf? Do you like the Masters? Do you think you're smarter than most other people? Then join the Masters pool. Contact at Daily Leaguer on Twitter for a chance at glory and to win real money! I still haven't received any... So we've been running an ad for for, uh, two podcasts that I published... And, and no one's DM'd me yet, so I'm not sure if it's a function of 
Bob's advertising voice is terrible, or if it's the fact that this podcast is terrible, I'll I'll let uh, someone else give me the the insight there. One of the um, I have got a, I've got a local um, you've you've heard of Next Door, right? Right, Sean? Yeah, you you put me on that. Yeah, I've told you. You, about you Next told Door. me about it. Yeah, my local Next Door. Um, feed gave me this little nugget of of uh of interest uh, somebody in our neighborhood uh, you know when i say neighborhood this is a pretty wide swath maybe within a, like a 10 mile radius <laughs> it's like a third of the city <laughs> yeah well maybe maybe a five mile radius but anyway somewhere in a, in a neighboring suburb in the uh near a rec center was uh propositioned by a a person to uh cha- ask change for a 20 and the person, uh, this this person who was posting on on Nextdoor, this this, uh, this social media application, uh, gave this person change for a twenty. You know, I guess that's what you do when someone asks for change for a twenty, a random stranger. And then they they, they take that, that that twenty dollar bill that they now have from this stranger, and uh, they went to a convenience store, and they, they turned out it was a it was a counterfeit. And I sort of posed this question to our our group chat it's like what do you does anybody actually interact with strangers in this way like if somebody asks me for anything to do with money the first thing i do is really i just turn around and and and, or just go about my business i just ignore them because i've been asked for money in dozens of ways in my time and on this uh you know in my life and uh every time it turns into hey can i have a dollar while I'm a charitable guy, I'd like to think I also, if I did that, I would also not have any dollars for myself. So I'm I'm not really sure what to do there. But but Sean, give me your what would you do if somebody asked you for a change for a twenty? I mean, quickly, you wouldn't have any dollars for yourself. None. Wow. Well, I, mean, I, would, I, I ideally I would I would just give everything away, right? But I also like owning a, you know, things like house i like i like eating food i like driving yeah, a car um, yeah well it's I'm that's what's that's I, what's most important right you know some people like having food at all some people like heroin and their body will hurt really bad if they don't have it well that's the other thing that i'm worried about is i feel like if i if i contribute to people's you know, if 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 people on the street that I meet randomly are asking for money, I don't know where that money is really going. Like they may say it's be going, it's there's, they want it for bus fare. I've been it, propositioned. You know, it's it's I've for alcohol or heroin. Well, I mean, what's the difference, right? There's not a big difference. You like alcohol? Do I like alcohol? Yeah. Sure. So, and you spend money on it. I, I do. I don't. Some of the money that you I, don't give to the people on the when street. When I corner? when I go when I go out and I pick up alcohol and I bring it back home, I actually did exchange legal tender for it. I didn't just steal yeah. it or or find it laying around. So how do you expect uh, your friends in the street to get alcohol? That's a great question. I don't know. They like alcohol too. <laughs> Good for them. I mean, 
I've, I, you know, that's that's their way. If they want to do it that way, that's fine. I'm just not going to, to, um, to fund that method. So I guess that's my personal choice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I just wouldn't. I don't. Wouldn't talk to, um, people who just kind of, like, speak to you without being spoken to. Okay, so you wouldn't even talk to them. People talk too much, basically. I mean, it's nice. Like, I also have, like, the whole culture of, like, everyone has their headphones on on the bus thing is kind of out of control. Like, it's nice if you have, like, a nice conversation with somebody. But really, most of the time, it's just, it's just, I don't know, people bullshitting. And I'm not, I'm not putting that well. Um... Yeah. No, I see what you're. I see what you're getting at there. No, that's 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 interesting because well, you say people talk too much. Am I talking too much on this podcast? Would you prefer to talk more? No, I'd prefer to talk less. So if we had more dead air, which we have a lot of, by the way. Uh yeah. I don't. I mean, that's the podcast is not here to just fill space. It's here to spread the word. No, this is some true enlightenment going on here, and I'm I'm okay with that, but. What uh, I, I guess I'm still confused. If you if you encountered a person with a twenty dollar who had a twenty dollar bill and they asked for change, you would uh, you would just I guess you'd do what I would See, do. This is, keep walking. It's really simple, dude. Is I don't have twenty dollars, so I don't have the kind of problems that you have in your life. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, the, the that's other, the other thing too. Is I yeah. Legitimate. This is your solution for your like. Closed-minded, limited, greedy, manipulative world where everyone just uses okay. everyone. The thing to do, no, I can give advice for that world too, would be to simply make a risk assessment and charge a fee for your services and say, oh, you want change for 20 Well, I'll give you $16.50. Or if it's like a decently dressed guy, maybe you give him 18 bucks because it's like pretty good chance it might be not counterfeit. Um and it's just simple. That's how the world works, right? It's like, yeah, no free lunch. You want change for a 20. Here's a 10 of 5 and three ones. You don't like it, go fucking take your counterfeit bill somewhere else. Easy enough. So you just turned yourself into the role of the big bank, and, and you get a, a, an on-the-spot on the credit uh, rating check. And, and you determined that they, uh, because they were dressed nicely... That they were less likely to give you a, a fake a fake twenty. I was narrating in the shoes of Zach slash your average okay. American streetwalker. I'm offended by that, but let's keep going with this. What I just sort of came to the realization of was that I don't know if if asking for change for a twenty is really the best approach because what are the odds these days where anybody's going to have even twenty dollars at all? Like I feel like. Maybe twenty years ago, that might have been a good, uh, you know, approach. But everyone's paying in plastic these days. You know, everyone's got a a bank card. Though, you know, very rarely do you see people paying cash anymore. Yeah, it's. I don't really want to get into that. It's terrible. What's terrible about that? What do you mean? Uh it's it's beyond the scope of this podcast. But, oh, okay. I mean, it's yeah. I We've the it, line. there's a huge push to go over cashless societies, and it's not in the best interest of the common man. It's I mean, convenient now. 
Okay, so when does it become inconvenient? Um, I, it's beyond the scope of this podcast. Okay, we'll do that. I, we'll I do really, that yeah. We'll I mean, it involves okay. NSA drones murdering you based on your transaction Whoa. history. Whoa. Whoa. And stuff okay. like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Amazon. I mean, they got it's already your face is everywhere, and then the oh god, yeah, they got they swipe the card, and it's like they they know exactly they know everything about you, and they know where you are, and they know someday they're gonna know your you'll know your political leanings just based on oh god, and then we'll get somebody in office like a Joe Biden or somebody that can just decide that he's gonna eliminate all his opponents. Okay, the, so the drone what, if, what if I told you that there was a what if I told you there was a startup that was producing uh, corporate ba- badge reader cards, badge card, you know, like uh, employee ID cards that that contained essentially uh, snooping capabilities. It allowed it, it, it you know tracked the uh, the employee's position location very specifically it recorded so they could see if they're taking like 45 minute dumps and stuff yeah exactly so that's that's yeah. an actual product that is being developed and and I assume it'll be I don't know how close it is to market or if it's even I, I didn't read this article too closely but it's it's a product that is out there that's being developed and and that's a really it's a really slippery slope. Uh, I think what you were alluding to with your uh, your, your uh, plastic uh, debit card sort of discussion uh, kind of weaves its way down that path. It's happening. Yeah, I mean, I, it just... Uh, anything, at this point, it's almost like anything that might help people realize how enslaved they really are. Almost, it's like, go ahead and bring it on. I mean, at this point, you know, the status quo isn't good. Like, maybe things got to get worse before they get better. 